Hey, today is uh, my last recording of the book of Psalms, and it's been a joy to be able to journey through this book. And it's also been wonderful that we've had other people who have helped us journey through that. And I would just like to just pause for a moment and just thank a few of those people. Um, I, I, I appreciate those who have been teaching, like Greta, Wayne, uh, we've had Pastor Ken, and we've had John, and Andy, and Reese, and Alana has done some written uh, devotionals for us. I just want to say thank you to all of those who have been willing to participate and to contribute to it, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that, that uh, Greg and all the work that Greg has done as we have done these dailies for so long. And, uh, and then as he passed the torch on to Andrew and uh, how Andrew had a steep learning curve and I just appreciated him being willing to step in and uh, see us to the finish line with the book of Psalms. So, so thank you to all of those people. I don't think I forgot anybody. If I did, I apologize. But I also wanna say thank you to you as those that have been watching or listening to the dailies. Uh, it has been fun to go through these dailies. So with that being said, let me jump into my daily and I'm going to start off with a story from when I was in kindergarten. Uh, I, I actually remember part of this, not all of this. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been reminded, I've been reminded of this story a bit from my, my parents. But when I was in kindergarten, I remember that our teacher had us create these paper mache animals and I had created a giraffe. I, I gave them a name, and, uh, and then what the teacher did was, is she called each of the students up, we'd stand next to her at her desk, and then we would tell her a story, and she would, she would write down the story as we told her the story. And, uh, and I don't remember this part, uh, but she remembers it, and she told my dad, and I remember her telling my dad, but as I was telling the story, my giraffe, I had, uh, my giraffe had died. I, in my storytelling, my, I, my giraffe died. And then it wasn't too long after that that all of a sudden my giraffe was back into the picture. He was alive again. And my teacher reminded me that my giraffe had died. And I looked at her and apparently I told her, shut up and keep writing. Well, uh, we had an open house and my parents came and I remember standing there with her and uh, she, with my parents and the teacher and she told that story. And I remember seeing, watching my parents' expression, especially my dad, he was not happy. He, uh, I could tell that. And although he kind of chuckled, um, as she moved away, we moved out of the kindergarten classroom and outside, and my dad looked at me, and he very sternly told me that I needed to respect uh, those in authority. I needed to make sure that I watched my words, that my words were very powerful, and that telling my teacher to shut up was not acceptable. He didn't expect that I would ever say that or do that again. Well, uh, I think about that because of the Psalm of 141. And it's in the beginning of this Psalm, in verses three and four, that we read these words. It says this, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. 
do not let my heart be drawn to what is evil so that I take part in wicked deeds along with those who are evildoers. Do not let me eat their delicacy. Well, this first part of, of, of calling out to God to put a guard uh, on his mouth and, uh, and, and, and to put a, to, to um, uh, let me come back to that, to put a guard on his mouth and to watch over the doors of his lips. Very descriptive, very, very well understood what he's trying to say here, but so true because we do, our, our lips, our tongue, uh, as they say, as James says, it's, it's, a small, it's a small part of who we are, but like a rudder, it has a tremendous amount of power to control and to steer what we do. And that's why James says in 319, my brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Our words do matter. They will affect the people around us. I am sure that you have said things that you wish you hadn't. I know that I have said things I wish I hadn't. When we were kids, maybe on the playground, you recited this or it was recited to you, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. <laughs> well, the truth is, is that's a lie. Uh, names do hurt us. They hurt us tremendously. And maybe you're one of these people. You grew up in a home where the names that you were called were not names of affirmation, but names that tore you down, names that definitely harmed you greatly. And to this day, you may find yourself struggling with that. I know that I've been called some names over the years that have hurt, and I've had to work through that. What I want to make sure is that I do not find myself on the end of using words to hurt other people. And that's what David is saying here. He's saying, God, I don't want to use words that are going to harm other people, harm your name, Lord. And so he's asking God, he's praying, and he's saying, God, please help me. I know I cannot stop from saying what I need to say unless you are there to guard my, my mouth and to keep me from speaking, my lips from speaking, what shouldn't be there. And in verse 4, I think that he speaks some truth here. And I like his honesty. I like his integrity because it's in that, that that he is saying that he knows he can get drawn into it. You might have been around people, I know I have, who may have been upset at me. And, uh, and they're, they're saying things that I don't appreciate. Maybe they are calling me names. Maybe they are saying things about me that aren't true. And I want to go toe-to-toe. I, and he's saying, I don't want to get drawn into this. That's what he's saying. I don't want to get drawn into the drama around me to where I am using the same words. I have the same attitude. And so he's saying, God, rescue me from this. Keep me from being drawn into the evil around, being drawn into saying things that I wish I I would not say. And I think that this is a good, it's an honest prayer that he's praying. That he's not looking himself above anyone, but he actually recognizes that, you know what, I, I am like others. I can be drawn in. I can get caught up in the drama and say things that I should not say. And then in verse 5, I really appreciate the integrity which David exposes here. 
because here he is talking about drawing others in to his life. That's integrity. It's not just simply praying and going, well, okay, God's going to do it. But it's recognizing that there's a part on, there's his part. God will rescue us, but there is our part. And David says that the part I want to play in the words that I use and the words that I say is I want others to keep me accountable. Let's read those words. He says, let a righteous man strike me. That is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. That is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it. Sometimes I've had some friends, some brothers in the Lord who have spoken into my life, and I can tell you, I haven't liked what they've said. Matter of fact, I've been quite upset at them on the onset. When they come and tell me, you were out of line there. You shouldn't have said that. That was wrong. I could tell your attitude was not one that reflected God. And at first it's like, how dare you? But when I stopped and reflect upon what they have to say, it actually comes and says how wonderful that is. It reminds me of Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, where, the, the, where it's written, a, true, a truly good friend will openly correct you. You can trust a friend who corrects you. You know, a truly good friend will openly correct you. I need that in my life. I need correction. I need accountability. I need community. And that's what David is saying here. I need community. I need, I need communion with God that he would help me not to say the things that I shouldn't say. And, and I need a community to keep me accountable as well. And that's my two takeaways. My two takeaways is, is that, that I, in this psalm is that David is not ashamed to, tell, to cry out and pray to God that, God, I need your help with the, with the words that I say, with the, with the things that come out of my now, mouth. And he is, he is willing to humble himself to be corrected by his friends, that he knows he needs community. So where are you today? I imagine that you're able to cry out to God and have him rescue you. And I would, I would hope that you have people in your life that is going to help correct you. And I would, I would end with this, that if you know that as you're watching this, you have said something to someone that has not been right, has not been kind, has not been of the Lord, I would encourage you to pause and to pray to seek God's forgiveness, and then to go and seek their forgiveness. As hard as it is, it is worth it. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for these words that you instructed David to write. Words that will give us a good picture of our need to have you guard our mouth, to have you help us with our lips. Lord, that we would not get drawn into other people's drama. And that, Lord, we would have people around us that would keep us accountable for your namesake. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you today.